Good morning, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast at Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely wife and our youth director, Jessica Evans. Hello. And our awesome women's ministry director, Teresa Breeding. Hello. All right, guys. Today, (laughs) yes. She was chipper. Oh, okay. (laughs) Happy, happy. Happy, happy. All right, so today we will be finishing the book of Philippians. Uh, We've been doing a study the last few podcasts, and today is our finale in chapter four. So we're going to be reading in the New International Version, so if you'd like to read along with us, go ahead and open up Philippians 4 in NIV, and we will begin. Teresa, you want to read for us? Okay, verse one, it says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Yodia and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of the of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Good start. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it says help these women. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. (laughs) Always like it when women get recognized in the Bible. That makes me happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because most would assume that Paul doesn't believe in women helping in ministry, but here he says that Yodia and Syneche, that they were in the same mind, and where he says, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Kind of putting them Mm -hmm. as equal. Again, Mm -hmm. you know, Adam and Eve from Adam's side, right? And, And and. you have these two women at the side of Paul, like they are equal. Yeah. And, so and maybe I, Paul does have some respect for women. Maybe actually. he does. <laughs> maybe he does. So yeah, I think that's 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 interesting um, that he is talking about women here that are helping him spread the gospel. Yes. Um, so women here that are in ministry, some would even say. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it says, and the rest of my coworkers, which, which insinuates that these women are his coworkers as mm-hmm. well. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> We'll go ahead and move on, Jessica, if you would like to read the next section. Yeah, chapter verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I have lots of highlights on that. I love love all those verses. Me too. Yeah, that's a great passage. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so where, where do you guys want to begin in those few verses to kind of break that down? Well, I like verse 5, let your gentleness mm. be evident to all. You know, your Bible memory verses, do not right. be anxious about anything yes. and everything <laughs> by prayer and supplication is the way I've memorized right. it. You know, with thanksgiving, present your request to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've quoted that to people many times. Right. Yes. <laughs> I've tried to, to live that out many times, right. not being anxious about things. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think just even in the the first verse of this little passage, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Mm-hmm. Which we have to we have to remind we remind ourselves. Paul is in prison right now. Right. He's not sitting on the beach in the Bahamas. He's in prison. Yet exactly. he's saying, rejoice always. Yeah. If anyone has reason not to rejoice, it would be Paul at this moment. But right. Again, rejoice always. Mm-hmm. 
he says, let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. And I just, I think that's powerful because he's saying, you know, in everything, like if you, you take this whole thing in context, he's saying in everything, don't be anxious, don't worry, have faith. And then he's saying to rejoice in the Lord always and to let your gentleness, let your love be seen by all. Mm-hmm. That So in any situation, to just show the love of Jesus. That verse 7, in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I always have said it as in the peace of God, in the peace which passes all understanding is how I always say it. I don't know if that's a different translation <laughs> or if it's is. just yeah. my translation. Yeah. But um, but I know I've described that to people many times and, and that there is a peace that God gives you in situations when you turn that anxiety and you turn those worries over to him. And he gives you peace that makes absolutely no sense at all why you would have peace in that moment. Mm -hmm. But he gives that to you. Um, I love that verse. I've done a lot of anxiety uh, Bible studies this year. And those, I'm sure that that's why that they're like in purple now. Because (laughs) I highlight them them in different colors. And I probably highlight them in different colors and different versions. But those just keep coming up, you know. Because like when you have an anxious heart, it's hard to have peace. Right. And it's just, you know, it's good to fill yourself with knowing, you know, right. let the, let God control it, you know, like give it to God and mm-hmm. you'll have peace. So. Yeah. And then just even jump down in, in verse eight. And I know I've, I've quoted this and, and I've told kind of the story a few different ways, but in verse eight, it's kind of a lengthy verse, but it says, mm-hmm. finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, admirable, Whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm-hmm. And I've taught the youth multiple. I mean, I had a conversation with a student yesterday about, I, I always use the illustration. It's a programming term called Geigo, and it essentially means garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. So whatever you take into yourself is mm-hmm. essentially what you're going to produce. So if you're constantly taking in garbage, you're going to feel like garbage, and then garbage is going to come back out of you. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul's saying the thing, same thing is true in reverse. And the last time I preached, I made up another saying. I called it hi-ho. Uh, which is fun to say, but it actually means holiness in, holiness out. So mm-hmm. if we're constantly taking in things, like Paul says here, that if we're constantly thinking about things that are noble and right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, mm-hmm. if we're constantly thinking about those things, then that's how we're going to feel on the inside, that mm-hmm. we'll feel holy on the inside, and that holiness will come back out of us. Yeah. And uh, again, in the context of this, he's saying that when you have reason to feel anxious, when you have reason to feel upset, when you don't feel like rejoicing, rejoice anyway. Think about these good things. Let your heart and your mind be full of these good, praiseworthy things. Right. And I think that that's how we kind of, that's how we can rejoice always. Right. Is when we fill ourselves with these good things. Because we can focus on everything that's negative or we can mm. focus on the things that are positive. Right. And we can do that just in our world in general, but we can do that in every relationship as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if we focus on everything that's wrong with our husband or our our wife or parents or <laughs> children. Or, yeah. Yeah. or whoever it is, our friend, whatever it is, our coworkers, our boss, if we think about all the things that are bad about them, then we're going to feel bad about them and we're going to act bad towards Mm -hmm. them. But if we focus on the good things, then we're going to feel good about them and we're going to act nice, be good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think everything there is in life, there's two different ways to look at it. Right. I think I I use the illustration Pastor Dennis told me that you know, a couple of guys are at land block. You ask them what they're building what or what they're doing. One says, I'm land block. The other says, I'm building a beautiful monument. Right. Right. You have that two different perspectives. Perspective. Like sometimes you're either waiting in line or you're pursuing your goal, right? Yeah. It's, it's how you look <laughs> That's at a, it. Yes. I had a, the same conversation with a student too. Like 
because I mean, it's frustrating to like, for an example, wait in line for something. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you could either look at it as you're wasting time by waiting in the line, or you could look at it as I am using my time to pursue a goal that I want, you know, you're like, yeah, that you're getting closer to your goal. Mm -hmm. So it's just all how you look at things. Right. It's it's all about perspective. Yes. Okay, we'll jump into uh, the next part, which I believe is mine, starting in verse 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. So in that passage, we hit everyone's favorite memory verse. Yes, I can do all things, things. through Christ who strengthens yep. me. I don't know a single athlete that has not quoted that one. Because <laughs> yeah. it's all about sports. Always, That's why always. it was written. <laughs> Clearly. I've, I've recited it the same way. But I know. This, we all have. Yeah. Every time you're facing something big, I can do all things through Christ. I mean, he's talking about like starving and dying here, but I'm pretty sure I can hit this three too. Yeah, so exactly. Know. Yeah. <laughs> God cares so, about those things still. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> he does. Okay. So there's, again, a huge passage here. I think that, that Paul just broke everything out in the fourth chapter. He's like, I'm about to end this letter. I'm just <laughs> going to drop some bombs on him. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you guys got? What do you got from the takeaway on this one? Well, apparently they've provided for his needs. Yeah. And he is more about the fact that they stepped up as Christians and yes. as, to, to provide for his need more than he wanted the stuff. Mm-hmm. He wanted... Right them to act out their faith right. and he's proud of them for that and he's excited to see that in them right so th- that would suggest that giving and, and acts of charity are essential to our faith yes yeah they are. Uh, i think that's a that's really interesting the way he points that out it's not that necessarily he needed but really they needed to give right they needed to have that heart of giving right. that's something you see all through scripture jesus says you know it's better to give than to receive that that we see that in mental health a um I'd read a study once that in mental health, a more charitable person is like 90% less likely to have mental health issues. Mm, yeah, it's, it, it's, it was a really interesting study. I want to say maybe Pastor Dennis actually pointed me to it or something. But yeah. Very possible. It's very possible. <laughs> he's, he's a wealth of knowledge. He points us <laughs> he to is. a lot of things. Yes. Absolutely. Someday we'll have time to read all the materials. He yes, I, I know. I know. <laughs> One day I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> this seems to be the running theme of Philippians is that Paul, again, in prison, in suffering, says that even though you're in this situation, you can still be content. You can be happy. And he he goes in this one, he says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. 
And, and this is, it's all summed up in this Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. He gives me strength. Mm-hmm. So again, he's saying the reason we can rejoice always, the reason we can be content, the reason we can be happy, the reason we can smile in suffering is because we have Christ and Christ gives us the strength to, to be joyful. Yes. And I think that's like the running theme we have in uh, Philippians here. Teresa, you want to finish it out for us? Verse 21. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Amen. So not not a lot in, in kind of his little farewell there, but one thing I think is interesting, and whether it means something or not, I don't know, but he says, all the people here send greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Why exactly would Gentile people living in Caesar's household send greetings to a Christian church? I mean, I wonder if Paul's been doing some sort of evangelizing there, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe. Maybe. It's hard to say, but mm-hmm. that, that, that was interesting. So this, this possibly could be our shortest Bible study what? yet. We're only at 15 <laughs> minutes right now. Yeah. So we're doing good. So uh, I guess to end, what would you say is your big takeaway from chapter four or from the entire book of Philippians? That's kind of a stretch. I know it's a big, mm-hmm. big difference. Well, I think from chapter four, like it's okay to be a woman in ministry. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Paul says it. Love it. That yeah. is true. We have Paul's stamp of approval. Yes. Yeah. And to, and it's very important to cast our anxieties on God and really just allow him to give us peace. Focus on the good stuff and let your life be full of joy and yeah. overflow with joy. That was kind of my big takeaway. I mean, from the entire book of Philippians, kind of why I tossed it out there, uh, <laughs> is, is that all through this book, all I see Paul saying is no matter what you're facing in life, you can be happy, you can be content, you can rejoice because you're in Jesus. Yes. That no matter what your physical life looks like or your hardships, your problems, whatever you're facing, you can be happy because of Jesus. Yes. And I think it's kind of the running theme. Yeah, I, I definitely got that, that big takeaway that focus on the good things. Think about the good things. Try to force yourself just to think about the good things. But yeah, so that wraps up Philippians. Mm. Well, yeah. Where should we go Where next? Where should we go next? Yeah, tell us. Tell <laughs> us in the comments. Yes. Where should we go next? Yeah. yeah. Or tell us we'll do a, a thing in the group. <laughs> Teresa, write Let that me down. write that down. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> Well, that's the only way they can comment. They, they can't we'll comment a on survey. their survey. So, yeah, yeah, let's do a survey. Let's do a survey. Where we should go next on the podcast, what uh, book study should we do? All right, guys. Well, that wraps up the book of Philippians. We hope that you've enjoyed this series with us. We hope that maybe you've learned a few things and maybe you have a little bit to add to our study. Anyway, we want to know what you think we should do for the next Bible study, the next days in a word that we do on the podcast. Uh, so be sure to let us know on our Facebook group. And guys, we thank you for joining us and we will see you next Monday. 